Hello, Girly Men listeners. While we pause our regular episodes and prepare a spectacular season two of the Girly Men podcast, we'd like you to enjoy some short bonus episodes co-hosted by my dear friend and rambunctious orange nun, Sister Unity. The Sister Unity of the Los Angeles House of Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence that we had in episode one. She's hilarious and she's irreverent, but she's also devastating in her academic acuum and her theater talent is brilliant. You'll hear the joy we have in the laughter while we're digging into these ideas, but her messages are packed with wisdom and insights many girly men will find life-affirming. So enjoy the show, my friends, and pay attention. Remember, you can find us anywhere podcasts can be found, from iTunes to Stitcher to Spotify. Wherever you find us, please hit that subscribe button. Sign up to our newsletter and our website at girlymen.com. That's G-E-R-L-E-M-E-N.com. It's a place to see some of our video outtakes from each episode, or contact us on Facebook. Again, just search for Girly Men. And if you're feeling old school, send me an email at mike at girlymen.com. Enjoy the show. I want to talk about the opposite of this word, but I think talking about the word gets us there. How do you feel about shame? Well, first of all, do you think that the opposite of shame would be dignity? I think there's a difference between pride and dignity. I think that shame has a lot of opposites. Uh, we've been talking in other podcasts about this inner self and uh-huh. having a clear channel from the outside in your mind as in its conscious state with that pool of intuitive knowing and being of whatever you want to call your innermost mm-hmm. self. Shame is contraction. And the opposite of shame is letting go, openness, release, expansion. So that can be celebration, inspiration, pride, joy, <laughs> lust. So there are many, I think there are many words you can choose to uh, describe the experience that is the opposite of the shame. Uh, shame mm-hmm. is contraction. It is one of the intense ways that people contract. And when they contract, they tend to lock it down because they because of fear. You know, fear triggers the contraction. Fear is like danger safety. Mm. Uh, And then you lock it down to stay safe. And that's where you get homophobia and misogyny and hatred and racism and othering and power and control and all of the host. Fear is the host to all of the sins and evils. So shame has brothers, sisters, and fear. Let me just, I mean, I think that bears repeating. I mean, fear being the host of all the evils, I'll just shorten what you said, being a reason to look elsewhere. <laughs> and and what we focus on does expand. So maybe let's not focus on shame, but like, how do we know we're, we're progressing? How, how does that look on the other side? Like, I guess what I'm giving you, um, helping our listeners understand when they're on the right path. You know, um, here's the moment. Don't, I don't want to judge their shame either. I mean, shame is no, just... sh- shame. Everything, every quality cuts both ways. Yeah. I am ashamed of something I did to someone who trusted me two years ago. I will be ashamed of it until the day I die. I'm ashamed of it every single day. That's mm. good because it inspires me not to ever do that again or to the, be, be the person I was and in the headspace I was when I did it. That is appropriate shame. Yeah, we need shame for that reason. Oh, yeah. Well, it keeps us safe. It keeps us from like killing each other for one thing. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about what is the moment of expansion out of shame. Yes. Shame, for me, there was this moment in high school, freshman year in high school, and I was in the 
gym in the locker room and I just finished changing out of gym clothes. And there was, we'll call him Crumpmont Witherspoon. And Crumpmont Witherspoon was the most perfectly formed human male I have ever set eyes on with the possible exception of Mike Gurley in a kitchen about 20 years ago. (laughs) His body was just lithe, but muscled, but perfectly formed with this golden skin and that tawny blonde hair with that swept across side part and crystal clear blue eyes with long lashes and pearly white teeth and rose petal lips and a sort of outgoing friendly nature but a little shy and a little reserved you know just balanced individual Mm. and they were naked uncut and just over you know but 15 feet away and I just kept looking and looking and looking and just you know drinking with my eyeballs (laughs) and at some point I was I felt shame and I said wait you know this is not Mm. right you're like stealing these looks in this porny kind of way and this is not right so I just finished dressing and I left and I walked down the hallway and I had somehow the inner self the voice the myself my psyche someone in there went like picked the lock of the door, threw the door open. It was like, wait a minute. I am me and I am gay. And it is okay to have sex and to feel attracted to guys. And I turned around, just dropped the whole shame thing, turned around, walked back and finished watching him dress. He had had finished dressing by the time, but you know, someone else came in. And so I got an eye load of him. But um, yeah, so many people have experienced either pushing themselves out consciously, mm-hmm. like coming out to your parents is a conscious decision to throw those doors open, uh, or it happened like with me, it was kind of organic. And that's the turnaround from shame where you just fucking drop it or you push through it. You make a conscious choice to dissolve it or erase it or break it. Uh-huh. I'm using these different words because they all happen in different contexts and with different feels and, and methods and time lengths to them but well yeah and i'm uh, well doing some work now um as a coach and um we're finding ways to uh respect that person where they are i mean that's the first that's curious to me because i you know as a sister of perpetual indulgence Uh we're like no shame no guilt so i've spent 25 years plus you know we're like no shame no guilt tell Uh me about this respect your shame first notion that's curious to me respecting that shame is part of this person's worldview at this moment that the the sum total of their life experience has brought them here you know that the way that their um their their upbringing their education their own uh personal experiences with other other people right you know the 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 world feeding them these ideas like oppression so if somebody shows up with internalized oppression homophobia whatever i want to call it i don't want to say dude why you have that, you know, come back to me when you've gotten over that so I can be friends with you. That's a judgment. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound healthy. Yeah, and it doesn't serve the community and it doesn't serve the other person. Um, what I'm saying is respect their worldview that that is how they've arrived here. And now let's have a conversation about it. It's like, how is that shame showing up in your life? How is it serving you? And generally the conversation is it's all the things you were just talking about. It's toxic, it's fear, it's closing, it's 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 like, I'm 
clenched, just like small thing. My world is so small. It's like this. And then like, you know, dude, this is my experience. And this is the way it is when we have dignity and we have joy and we have inspiration and we have empowerment. And now all of a sudden your life is getting bigger and then help maybe move them away from the shame. And then, but by fully bringing it up and like saying, maybe, how did you get here? What created those filters? And then maybe you look at that filter and say, did you learn something from that? I would rather rephrase, if you don't mind, by tweaking or something you said, just small Please. ways, rather than pushing them towards letting go of the shame. Uh-huh. I would say offering them the opportunity to step out of their shame. Absolutely. The difference that, being, you mm-hmm. can't go, don't be, you know, don't have shame, drop your shame. Yeah. But you can create an atmosphere in which there's an opportunity around them to do it themselves. It, it, they absolutely. have to do it themselves. And that's that's the true point. I can say a million things, but the other the person with it, I need to hold space so that's possible for them. Yeah, if you keep talking right. to them like, don't feel shame, or mm-hmm. gee, I can't wait for you to not feel shame anymore, or hey, <laughs> when are you going to be free of shame? You're pushing on the shame. And, yeah. and, that, and it, what that means is, oh, I'm getting pushed. There's more push. So that yeah. just creates more fear, Yep. more locking down, more contraction. Yes. So instead, it's like, oh, hi, you're so-and-so. Oh, oh, you say you, see, you feel some shame about yourself. It's okay to feel shame about yourself. Would you like a pickle? And you're in the right place because almost everybody here has, has been on this journey. Some of them are exactly where you are. Some of us are, are farther right. along. You know, the thing is, we, we love you the way you are right now. And if it's me, I'm not even talking about it. I mean, I'll acknowledge it as they've described it and, be, and say, uh-huh. I hear you. This is you. This is where you are. This is. But uh-huh. I'm not going to be like, so the future is over here. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, Great. yeah. Some of us are now going to get naked and do yoga. You can join or you can just watch. Absolutely. I love it. I'll be like, here's an environment of what non-shame people and life looks like. It's going to coexist with you in the same room, campground, rehearsal hall, and whatever. Mm -hmm. You're not called to do it or anything. I'm just, you know, letting you know it's over here. Right. It's here for you to peruse. Well, this is um, conflating some topics. That sounds counterintuitive for sex to lead someone out of shame. Expe- what are you kidding time? me? That's the whole kit and caboodle of the gay rights movement. I mean, sex and love, but like, are you kidding yeah. me? They burned us at the stake because of their in, in, images of our sex in their heads. And they restricted us on the grounds and, and with the words about our sex so yes. that our sex became our revolution. Oh, it's definitely, uh, sex definitely leads us out of shame and political oppression. Oh, thank God. Somebody else said it. (laughs) And I think that's a good place to end our fifth mini episode. I want to thank you again for coming back and bye for now. And we'll see you very soon. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of the Girly Men podcast. I want to thank Sister Unity for her magic, her wisdom, and most of all, for her huge open heart. We started this podcast with the promise that we'd deliver heart-centered connection. Both Sister Unity and I want you to feel the love that we have for ourselves, for each other, and for you, our queer and dear family. We are all one, we are all connected, and we'll see you next time.